Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Happy Monday. Hi, queens. Wow. It's Leo season. Oh, okay. Happy Leo season. Tell us what that means. It's time to shine. It's time to be strong and brave. It's time to step into your light. Be fearless. Love be courageous. That. Be the center of attention. Love Leo season. And it's so funny because it's such a contrast from Cancer season. So if you girlies were feeling emotional AF last month, that's over. And <laughs> we're in our star spotlight era so yeah happy leo season (laughs) so exciting i feel like that's honestly the perfect energy for summer like i feel like that lines up so well yes especially going into also september however that's not leo season but like still like a great setup for the busy month of september yeah love that okay hope you guys are having a great start to your monday after that energetic pep talk from danielle yes <laughs> Slip that out okay i feel like we have a good episode this week for you guys just talking about successful brand partnerships and just kind of the execution and different steps within it um but before we dive in we have to do our influence of the week danielle are you just dying to tell everyone your influence of the week this week Yes. Okay. Um, probably could guess it, but my influence of the week is the Barbie movie. We saw it together, actually. So cute. Um, on Friday, I think the day it came out, and it was like, yeah, it exceeded all my expectations. Like, I truly thought it was gonna be a cute movie, but. It was, like, such a meaningful movie. I literally had to journal afterwards. I literally went home and journaled, like, three pages. Because, not gonna lie, kind of put me that. into a crisis. Like, I, okay, and and I felt weird. I'm like, am I taking this too seriously? But my, I have seen multiple TikToks about girls saying, the Barbie movie put me into an existential crisis. Because it's just, like, you're questioning everything you believe in. Because so much that we believe in is based on the patriarchy and like appealing yeah. to like the patriarchy um it was just such a cute movie and there's this one part i just remember and i don't want to like spoil it or anything but it's just america Ferreira's uh, monologue seriously that one queen. scene honestly she's know been that a queen scene. her entire yes she career. absolutely has absolutely has um i love that but she has this one monologue that you will know what I'm talking about. If you've seen it, you know what I'm talking about. It's so freaking good. I just remember feeling like the theater was dead silent because I think everyone was just like, oh my God, yeah. that is so true. She just talks about like the reality of being a woman and things that people like don't really talk about. And I don't know. I just thought it had such a beautiful, such a good message. Um, and I just loved it so much. It was so good. Yeah. It was I feel like so good. I didn't really know what to expect from it as a movie. Like, had no idea. Was it going to be, like, the history of Barbie? Like, like I just wasn't even Literally sure saying, yeah. at all. But I feel like what it was just completely exceeded expectations. And it was such a good message. I'm honestly shocked that any, like, movie producer even put that out because it was so women um, empowered. Yes. That, and they, like, actually, like, put down the patriarchy. So it was just kind of, like crazy that they would even allow that because they control it you know what I mean but like good on Uh, them for doing that and like I'm pretty sure Mattel is run by men so like I'm surprised that Mattel approved that like because I just feel like there's like really dark there's a dark side of Hollywood parts of me that like have trust issues and I'm like are they just doing this to like make them seem like feminist and women empowered but the movie was so so good and it it did have a really good message and it was actually really funny too like there were so many just funny jokes and then just kind of like hidden jokes that like referenced the 90s like everything like with america ferrera too what was that movie called yeah Yeah. um wait I'm I like what blanking. Oh my gosh, this is gonna bother me. Wait, like, kick. Was it like kick gotta something? kick it up? 
got yes something like <laughs> kicking yes i think it was that yes and they uh, like it's like if you watch wait, that movie watch when she that. said that line you like knew exactly what it was referencing yes. So that was like really cute too. So yeah, overall, ten out of ten. Would definitely so so see it again. It was yeah. It was just like honestly, I was just really surprised in the best way that it had such a good message. So yeah, I just like wasn't expecting it. I thought it was just gonna be like a cute, fun movie, like for like that made you the young girlies. Yeah, like a movie for the girls, but like it was so much more than that. So yeah. Anyways, that. that was mine. What was so your influence of the week? So at first I was just going to say nothing because I'm literally just <laughs> so exhausted and tired from moving. It was insane. Like I know most of you guys know, if you know me, I have a lot of stuff, but like I didn't realize how much stuff I had and it really put it into perspective. <laughs> a wake up call. <laughs> yes. So I'm in this kind of declutter phase right now where I'm being so intentional with everything that I'm putting away like going through like am I gonna donate to Goodwill am I gonna sell clothes am I throwing trash away like I feel like when you live in a space for so long like things end up in corners and crevices and everywhere in your house that you just literally forget so um it we took essentially uh, one full moving truck that was like a 26 footer and then we did another u-haul that was like a mid-size u-haul and they were both full so it was a lot um but yeah I'm really excited to kind of start that process and in the meantime when I'm not packing this is my influence of the week is um Amazon and Target for home things I feel like I've been going back and forth and it's so shocking how Amazon is so much cheaper than Target. Like, I don't know if anyone's ever compared them side by side, but I was just looking at, like, for example, I want to get a black uh, silverware set. And mm-hmm. on Target... Oh wait, cute. Yeah, on Target, it was $50 for 20 pieces. Okay. And then Amazon, it was like... I think $25 for 40 pieces. Like, insane how much... Yeah, I feel like Target is... Like, they do definitely mark up the prices. So I'm just, like, literally switching between the two tabs. I'll find something I want on Target, and then I'll go on Amazon to see if I can find it cheaper. But as we're, like, cleaning out and throwing things away, just old things, like, I feel like I'm one of those people, I don't know if you guys can relate, but I am one of those people who attaches, like, I have an emotional attachment to things, so, like, I will attach a memory or an event or just something emotional to an item, and then I cannot throw it away because it reminds me of that memory or whatever, so I'm really trying to get rid of things that, like, it's time, like, I've used it, it got its full use, like, time to get rid of and bring in the new, so I'm trying to just refresh some things, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at, is just, like, getting all the cute little home goods things, like, our house has a lot of gold accents everywhere, so I found the cutest um, gold, it's, like, a brushed gold, it's not a bright gold, which I really love, it's a soap like a hand soap dispenser, a gold trash can, and like a gold like toilet scrubby for the bathrooms. But it's like a full set. It's so cute. So that's really cute. I'm just trying to reward myself for getting rid of things by, you know, getting stuff to replace them that'll, you know, last for the next five to ten years or whatever. So Yeah. That's what that's I've good. been up to. Love that. You have your hands so. full. Yeah, it's been fun so far and just kind of like settling in. It is hard not having a couch because there's nowhere to kind of just sit and relax. I have to sit at the kitchen table um, or like on my bed, but hoping to get one in soon. I'm still trying to decide which way I want to go. So we'll see. We will see. But yeah, that is my current influence. You can get like an inflatable couch from Amazon. Honestly, by the I was way. thinking about that because I've seen <laughs> just people in the do meantime, that. and like low key, you can return it too. When they have yeah. really good return policies. Okay, maybe I'll do that. Yeah, so, we'll see. But yeah, it's been a lot, and we've just had like a lot of things happening at once. Like 
we had okay so we got our washer and dryer we ordered one from home depot it's super cute really excited about it that's how i feel like you know you're adulting is when you're excited for your washer dryer we got it delivered and then i guess the thing coming out of the wall is the wrong size and the home depot delivery people can't do it so we have to like call in a plumber to come take that piece off so that we can call the home depot people to come back to install the washer dryer like it's just like so much like little like random things where i wish i was a handyman and knew like how to do all these little things around so so annoying so then is it like does it cost money to do all of those parts too well it'll cost money for the plumber to come out and take off the pieces but it it i guess it was part of the purchase with the washer and dryer from home depot but yeah so it's just like a lot of things and like i guess if you break the thing that's supposed to come off the wall like your house will flood because that's where the water's connected so yeah so it's not like worth like trying to do myself no you know what i mean So, yeah, it's, yeah, being a homeowner, like, is obviously so great, but there's a lot when it, when I guess you're taking over a new home to, like, fix up a bunch of the little things, so, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's been fun, but I'll stop talking about my house now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait till it's actually done and I can take cute photos of it and share it. Right now, it's just a disaster and is boxes everywhere and piles, so we'll get there takes time yeah so i guess we can share some updates with you guys really quickly basically you guys this is your last week to sign up for italy (laughs) the very last week time is ticking we are down to the last wire like this is it i think it's what the 28th oh right it's the 28th it's like technically the 29th but it's yeah technically the the 28th at midnight essentially this friday so if you guys are thinking about coming this is the absolute last week to sign up so and that's like a hard deadline they will literally not let us add anyone even if you want to go last minute and you decide like on saturday like oh my gosh like please can you guys like add me in like we are not allowed to because everything is solidified by the trip organizers who are like organizing all the details right so yeah it's very important sign up and then there's also um it's what's it oh it's called a firm pay so if you want to break it up into payments you can actually pick if you i think it's like two four six eight twelve months something like that like you can pick how you want to break the payments up and then pay through a firm which is super nice and helpful i don't think we've really talked about that a lot so just wanted to make sure you guys knew about that feature Mm -hmm. because i think it's nice it just kind of helps split the payments up so you're not just out a large chunk of money but it's been really exciting because all the girls in the group chat are starting to plan their flights and coordinate and everything so yeah now's like the perfect time to join if it's something you're considering so we'd love to have you guys it's going to be so amazing our group already is so awesome so we're so excited and can't wait once we have our finalized numbers and we can also start planning things on our end as well for you guys too so yeah we're just really excited and we can't wait so let us know if you guys have questions you can always dm us um, on any of our accounts or the influence community account as well so yeah i can't believe it's coming up so quickly so so excited i feel like that's oh wait what else oh i feel like wedding updates real quick not to bore you all um I did my bridesmaids proposal. That oh, was yes. so fun. Have we not talked about that? I don't okay, think we didn't. so. Wait, did that happen? Did we? Before? Oh, because I went, I went to Utah, so oh. we didn't get to talk about it. Okay, okay, yes. yes. <laughs> she elicited the cutest bridesmaid proposal. Put together yes. the cutest box. So oh fun. My gosh. I had to it coordinate so like cute. getting my sister out who lives in Arizona getting Kayla out who lives in San Francisco and then obviously Danielle lives here so I had to like figure out how to get everyone out and then I feel like everyone first of all I don't think Kayla knew and then I made my sister I feel like I made you and my sister think it was gonna happen at brunch because I was casually like 
let's just go try on my dress one more time. Like I just need to like figure out some last minute details and then we'll go to brunch. And then I actually had my assistant go a little bit earlier than we showed up and set up everything so that when we walked into the room, it was all like set up there. And it was yeah, so cute. It was so cute. It I love how it yeah, yeah. We we're all very surprised. It was literally the cutest thing. She wrapped so it so cute. That was fun. And then finalized my dress as well, too. So signed the papers on that. And now that's being made. Um, yeah, so I feel like those are probably the biggest updates. But yeah, we can dive into this week's episode, which honestly I'm excited about because I feel like we haven't really talked about this in a while. And just kind of breaking things down in terms of just how a successful brand partnership typically runs. So I feel like we'll just kind of dive right in based on our experience and kind of what we do to maintain successful, you know, relationships with brands and all that. So, okay, I feel like the first thing is pitching, obviously, just in the process of a brand partnership. And I feel like for some reason... I feel like email etiquette is so important and I don't know if everyone really like puts an emphasis on that if that makes sense like I feel like now because I feel like the generate like the generation kind of is that the generation after us I don't even know like a lot of them don't go to college like they are just immediately freelancing immediately like doing their own thing you know what I mean so it's like Mm -hmm. we kind of took business classes or I, I took a business class that literally was like business 101. I'm pretty sure that's what the class was called. And they like taught us how to write an email. Email etiquette is just so important. And just the structure of it, I guess, just maintaining professionalism always. Like, I feel like it's so important to, I've heard PR reps talk about before how girls will send email with no professionalism. So just making sure you're keeping it. I don't know another word besides professional, but professional. So, you know, when you do your intro, like addressing the person, like if you don't know this person and you don't have a relationship with them, not saying, hey, babe, hey, girl, you know what I mean? Like saying, hey, and then the brand, you know, the name. So like, hey, or hi, Danielle. I I feel like, yeah, like emails are setting the tone pretty much for the entire collaboration. Like I will not respond to emails that just right off the bat, don't exactly. seem legit or professional and I'm sure obviously it's the same on the other side especially when you're pitching 100% they'll take 100%. you more seriously like it's probably gonna help you help them accept whatever rate you're pitching because you're gonna come off like I have my shit together you would be lucky to like work you know with what me, you're doing sort of vibe. yeah yeah and this is your business and you're running your business so it's like having that professional intro and then introducing yourself, not just jumping in and say, hey, babe, would love to collab. You know what I mean? Just like, hi, so-and-so, like, hope you're doing well. Like, hope this email finds you well. Like, this is who I am. I would love to pitch a potential partnership together. Here's what I had in mind, you know, whatever it is. And then when you close your email as well, saying like, you know, signing off with best and then your name or like sincerely, like, you know what I mean? Those like professional etiquette sign-offs as opposed to just saying like xoxoxo you know what I mean just keeping it overall professional I feel like like you said sets the tone lets them Mm -hmm. know you're serious like this is your business etc so I feel like that's something that if you're not doing already is just another thing that could potentially set you apart but that's how you should be communicating especially if you don't have that relationship yet Mm -hmm. I feel like once you do have the relationship and you get to know the brand rep and you meet them at you know events over the year and you get on a more friendly basis you have their phone number you can text like when you have that then it's totally fine to make it a little more casual but when you're initially pitching that's when you want to stay professional and just set yourself up for success because that is your first impression so and I think that also kind of relates to being polite sometimes I know we get very irritated or frustrated or upset with certain emails but just remembering that there's a human on the other side of the screen you know yes we've all had our moments I have like actually snapped at a brand before (laughs) because they were just like literally horrible and then they kind of like put me in my place and I'm like um 
Okay, yeah, you're right. This is so like sorry. A feeling, but like in my defense, yeah. they truly were being psycho. Um, but <laughs> you never want to burn a bridge, and we always say that. I did burn a bridge mm-hmm. with this brand because, but like honestly, I would never work with them again anyway. So sometimes you have those moments. Yeah. Um, they are completely irrelevant in my eyes right now, so it doesn't matter. But you just never want to burn a bridge like be careful there is a human on the other side and you got to keep your cool and another thing with email etiquette is responding in a timely manner I don't know if you remember but there's this one brand who would do campaigns and they literally would send the email pitch at like midnight and then they would be like it's a first come first serve basis so it's like if you didn't sign up if you didn't respond to the email in time the campaign would fill up yeah like, that was so chaotic and I feel like Truly. that gave me PTSD oh my god wait where... yes I totally remember that wow. so I have PTSD and will like <laughs> always respond to emails so quickly because I just have this trauma where I think the campaign's gonna like, fill up they, if and I don't respond they did sometimes like it was yeah really crazy so but I just think it is important to respond in a timely manner like I would say, what do you think, like 24 to 40 hours if you can? Like, I feel like that's a good sweet spot. Yeah, 100%. Like, obviously, as soon as you can, like, if you're on your email, like, respond because you can miss opportunities. But, yeah, I would say 24 24 hours if you can, 48 hours is fine. But, like, you could be delaying the process. You could be missing out on opportunity. Budgets fill up very quickly. So, Yeah. yeah, just keep that in mind. Yeah, definitely. And then two with following up, definitely important to do again, just being professional. I feel like our kind of rule of thumb would be is I feel like we'd follow up every three to five days, depending on what day it is. So say you Mm -hmm. sent an email Monday and then you haven't heard anything back by Thursday, I would follow up. But if you emailed Wednesday and you didn't hear anything, I would kind of wait till the following Monday, Tuesday to follow up but yeah definitely emphasizing following up for sure but making sure you're giving the brand enough time to read your email um I talk about this all the time but streak on gmail is literally my favorite plugin it's free so you can see if they read it that way you can see when they read it and then follow up accordingly and then if they haven't read it you can follow up immediately because they obviously haven't opened it so you can just bump it up to their top of their inbox Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so I think, yeah, streak is just a lifesaver. I love it so much. I'll randomly get, like, someone DMing me and be like, I can't believe I didn't download this sooner. It's amazing, which is why I will continue to talk about it because everyone needs to know how amazing it is, and it's free, so why not? It just – love that. I feel like it takes it off the stress and anxiety of things, of yeah. not knowing. So, yeah. And then I feel like lastly with emails or yeah, emails and pitching in general, communication is so important in any partnership. I feel like one of the biggest lessons is if anything goes wrong, just bring it up, bring it up in email. It doesn't hurt. Like, I feel like the sooner, the better. If you communicate with the brand, like, like say they send you some clothing for a collaboration and it doesn't fit and you're just like, shoot, I don't know what to do. And then you forget about it and then you don't shoot the campaign and then the content deadline is coming up. And then on the day you're supposed to be submitting content, you're like, hey, actually the clothes don't fit. Can I exchange them for a different size? The brand is going to kind of be like, um, question mark. So I feel like just in terms of communication, if you get something in, it doesn't fit, say it's broken or you don't like it, like reaching out to the brand immediately and just being like, hey, wanted to, you know, touch base. I received the product. Um, I have a couple concerns and then list them. Like, I think it's totally understandable. You know, things happen and I feel like brands get that. So being transparent up front as opposed to kind of just waiting and then being like, oh, actually the clothes just didn't fit me and I need to exchange it. The brand is like, okay but your due date was today so why was this not brought up way earlier or just anything I feel like really like any emergencies or like if you can't make the deadline let them know like as soon as you know you can't make the deadline let them know email them and be like hey can I get an extra day or two you know something came up and I want to make sure I'm submitting you know my best work my highest quality content like 
if I could get two days, that would be so helpful. I feel like most brands understand. Like, yeah. I don't think I've ever had a brand not. Yeah, I feel like I've learned also on that note, like, if they ask you when you think you can get content by, always, it. I will always say, like, way longer than yes. it's actually going to yes, take yes, me. Yeah. Like, if I know I'm shooting that week, I'll always say by the end of the week, just because, like, I know sometimes I want to take extra time to edit or, like, I want to give myself a day just in case anything goes wrong or whatever. Just give yourself, like, at least two more days longer than you're actually going to have unless they have a specific deadline in mind. Yeah, I feel like for the most part, they're typically flexible, especially if they're asking you when you can turn it in. So I feel Mm -hmm. like as long as it's reasonable and, like, within two weeks brands are like pretty good with that but yeah some brands are going to be like hey like this campaign is like very strict on a very strict timeline like can you submit content by this day and then obviously if you can't don't accept it yeah because sometimes brands have launches on specific days or whatever so yeah I feel like just communicating over communicating in my opinion is better than under communicating so I feel like yeah this also I, is like I, leading into the I have a lot to say oh, on this perfect. for the next one too <laughs> yeah I was just gonna say like I like to update brands and just be like hey like just letting you know I received the package going to be shooting content this week and yeah, hoping to have edited helpful. content to you by this day that way they're not sitting there kind of guessing or wondering and then sometimes they send the yes. email and they're like hey did you receive the package And you're like, oh, yeah, I did. Just, like, staying on top of it, I feel like, really, one, helps the brand, and two, makes you stand out, and it makes you easier to work with, Mm -hmm. which could lead to potential opportunities down the road as well. So I feel like there's nothing that's bad that would ever come out of that, I guess. Agree. If that makes sense. So, yeah. In terms of pitching, I feel like that's kind of email etiquette and things that we do to stay on top of everything in order to contribute to a more successful partnership. Okay, um, the next part is obviously the execution of the campaign. Um, I feel like this is the fun part. So content tips. I feel like, do you want to dive into this one? Yes. Okay, always. I have learned so (laughs) many lessons, like honestly, so many. Um, Always, always go over the brief and genuinely like take notes on it before you shoot I have my notes I use my notes app like all the time that that is like probably one of my use most used apps like the notes app I just have my life on there so I will always have notes or screenshot it but while you're shooting just have something ready while you're shooting and like like for me I will have my notes app and I will have like the check like I'll have a checklist of like what I need to shoot for it just so I don't forget anything because there has been so many times in the past where like I will forget something small but the brand really wanted it in the brief or or I will under communicate what my vision is for this campaign if they have a very vague brief which like I it's like I kind of love or hate when they have a vague brief because sometimes I've had both cases where they love what I create or where they don't communicate what they want and then I'll create something and then they're just like oh actually can we have her do this this and this and I'm like um no that was not in the brief but my strategy now for that is I will always tell them what my idea is before I do it just so we're on the same page this has happened to me too many times where like I I just have to do this every single time like I will just say just so we're clear before I shoot like this is my idea what do you think like I need a verbal yes because I get so freaking mad if I have this amazing idea or whatever or I put a lot of effort into something and they just like it's not aligning (sighs) this happened to me last year when I had this I like shot nighttime content for a holiday campaign and they were like, oh, like, we're so sorry. Our brand is more daytime vibes. And I'm like, what? But it was like also <laughs> weird too because it was like nighttime glam outfits. So it, it was, like, yeah, didn't that really makes sense. So bizarre, but like such a key um, example Detail? of something. Yeah of something like this so just always go over the brief the briefs are like very important to brands and I think that's understated a little bit yeah 
and again like over communicate if you have any questions mm-hmm. on the brief like if you don't know what something means or if it's not specific enough like ask them or like you said like send your idea and just get them to approve it that way when you do it and they come back and say like well no you can be like well you said this yes. that my idea Keep was your fine. receipts okay <laughs> like always have a clear trail that is honestly something I learned in my nine to five like over communicating keeping a clear list of your receipts because if anything goes wrong you over communicated you have the verbal yes from them like you have everything in your favor you're doing everything right yeah (laughs) it'll just save you time it saves so much time for the brand and you like Mm -hmm. I feel like I always get so paranoid for example if I'm doing a like a self-tanning brand like obviously once you tan your body you cannot untan yourself so it's like if you mess up and you miss like the beginning shot like say you're doing a video but the brand is still requesting like a before photo and you forget to grab that photo and then you put your tan on then you're kind of stuck and you have to exfoliate your tan off and restart and it's just like a whole process so yeah making sure just read the brief I feel like I read the brief so many times and then I'm like in my head I'm like okay this is what I'm gonna do these are my steps and then sometimes I feel like that's a good thing when the brand gives you kind of too much direction like they're so like specific and picky at least you have something to follow and you can't mess that up in a way so I feel like it's like it's good and bad both having either yeah. too much information or not enough information just like trying to find the sweet spot like it's so great when brands are like hey we love this content that you created and they send you links of your content and they're like we would love something oh my similar God, I love to that. this and I'm I like love perfect that. yeah yeah um I truly used to think that <laughs> I used to think the brief was like a suggestion it is not a suggestion <laughs> that is mandatory take that to heart take the brief to heart like that is what you need to be creating you're like I "Mm, dead ass like like that no like I literally (laughs) like thought it was a suggestion I'm like cute well I'm gonna Mm. do my own like no I don't know why you thought that like I don't know um also like more content tips I always for ads specifically I always like have things in my pocket like that I know my audience loves this. I'm going to do this for this brand because I know it's going to do well. Um, and like, so you don't have to guess, especially if it's a really good collab you got or a brand you want to keep working with. Like always have like those key things in your back pocket of like, this is content. I know my audience loves to see. This is a pose my audience loves. This is a location my audience loves. Like I always keep that in my back pocket for brands that I really want to do well with. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc and it works every time so you need to figure out what that is for you um yeah and shoot that with the ad if you like i don't know i try not to post things like that leading up to a campaign i have so i know it's gonna do well if that makes sense um i feel like for me it's just a way to like calm my anxiety of like i hope this does well like you know right um yeah. yeah. And I feel like too with that, again, the over communication aspect is like if a brand is requesting something that you know is just not going to do well, it's okay to bring that up to them and be like, hey, like I think, you know, my audience responds really well when my face is in the photos. Like flat lays don't tend to do super well. So could we do, you know, either this or this photo instead? Like I remember I literally did this food collab oh my gosh and we were like sitting there 
like I was sitting there eating it. It was really cute. I thought the photo turned out so good. And then I sent for like a carousel. I sent just a flat light of the container with the food and they wanted that one as the first photo and I had to politely explain to them and say hey like so happy you love this content just to be transparent my audience responds really well like when I'm in the photo when I literally had to say this when I'm in the photo or when my face is in the photo so I definitely would recommend picking one of these options as the first photo and then using this as the second photo in the carousel let me know your thoughts that way I feel like Again, you are covering your bases. Mm -hmm. You are saving your receipts so that if they are hard set on you posting that photo that you're saying is not going to do well, and if it doesn't do well, you literally already put that out there and tried to help them, and they didn't want to listen. Yeah, exactly. You can always say, like, I know my audience, and, like, this is what usually performs well. Here are a couple examples that are similar content Mm -hmm. that did well. So, and I feel like... I've never really had a brand say no to that. I do think they appreciate the insight because that brand did let me post the photo with me (laughs) in it. And I was like, also like I'm a fashion page. Like if I post a flat lay of food as the first photo, people are going to be so confused. Like I Mm -hmm. need to tie my fashion into it. So they were super understanding. And honestly, I think they were really grateful that I shared that with them and they were totally fine switching the order too yeah yeah I've done that a good amount of times but more so like when a brand if a brand wanted like a carousel but I know like I could create a better reels around their product that would hit way better with my audience they definitely are open to that idea so just like obviously you want your ads to do well because they're Mm -hmm. not you just sometimes it's a hit or miss when you have something that's like a sponsored ad or especially if it's a product and you're more so a fashion page or whatever so just get creative you want your ads to do well you want to keep working with these brands so just put your best foot forward and like share your insights with them based Mm -hmm. on like what does well on your page yeah totally so I feel like just speaking up is gonna help so so much Mm -hmm. with that And I feel like a lot of people are afraid to do that or they don't want to, you know, upset the brand. But I think brands genuinely appreciate it when you, you know, politely share insight into your audience and what does well. Like, they'll respond well to that. And they love, I feel like they also will appreciate that you know your audience, you know what you're doing, you have like genuine interest in making their, like, your partnership with this brand do well. So obviously, that's going to help you in the long run. Um, yeah. So I love doing that. Yeah. Um, and then that goes into our next tip, which is quality over quantity always. I feel like especially when you're partnering with brands, just double checking everything, like make sure you're in good lighting, make Mm -hmm. sure your lens is clean, you know, make sure your backgrounds are clean in the sense that, you know, there's no trash on the ground. Oh my God. I literally use retouch like no other. It takes me forever to edit my photos now because I'm so particular like I will edit out trash I will yeah. edit out annoying little dark spots no on the I ground. literally yes I edit out the gum spots like I I will go in to edit one big one and then while I'm in there I will just edit out the yes rest. same it <laughs> and it just it cleans up the photo and I feel like it different. just elevates it yes. yes and it stands out so I feel like brands can tell that and especially mm-hmm. if you want that reoccurring partnership um, that's a, just another kind of thing or way to go above and beyond. Um, but yeah. I think it's just super important, especially when brands are paying you, you know, a lot of money. Like you mm-hmm. want to make sure you're doing your best work and, you know, really showing the brand the type of content you can create. Yeah. Like obviously that's optional, but it just elevate. like, I don't know if I was a brand and I had someone someone like shooting my fashion or my clothes whatever like in a parking lot which is fine but like if there's gum or like there's like bird poop on the ground like I'd be like that's like not really I don't know right just like feel it out if that's the vibe you're going for like grungy whatever like maybe that's a vibe but like personally I will retouch that out because it just it just looks better yeah and I think that goes with lighting too Mm -hmm. like 
like I just think it's so important to capture the good lighting so just making sure like I don't even know depending on what lighting you're shooting in just making sure like you're either fully in the shade or fully Mm -hmm. in the sun things like that or making sure that the like one like one thing that I feel like is so big is making sure the light isn't hitting the camera weird where it like creates that halo or that rainbow that like hazy it's cute if you're going for like an ethereal fairy dreamy vibe but like if you're not it just lowers the quality yeah and it's like obviously there's nothing wrong with that that's why we're specifically talking about the quality of Mm -hmm. the photo and what you're doing when you're working for a brand so Mm -hmm. i would just make sure you know those kind of things are good to go and then just check to see if the aesthetic of the photo that you're about to create aligns with the brand because obviously for the most part I'm pretty sure in contracts like this brand is able to organically repost you on their socials for a certain Mm -hmm. amount of time and so just making sure that it matches I think brands appreciate that too like for me a good example is personally when I do branded content I tend to lighten up the exposure a little bit because I know the brands are going to want to repost it and sometimes on my feed I post it kind of dark but like happy to lighten it for the brand partnership you know what I mean just to like make sure the brand is happy and they can repurpose and reuse the content because that's what will make them happy yeah okay last thing on quality and quantity we've talked about this before but when you're submitting content to the brand don't put don't give them like 20 options oh my gosh they will pick the the hard way like literally put your favorite ones I will not put more than like Honestly, I do put a lot sometimes, but a lot for me is like maximum, maximum, like eight. And yes. sometimes recently I'll be, pu- I'll put another full, cause we send them in Google drives. I will put like, if I have a, a lot of content for some reason, I will add in like an, a folder that says like additional content to make it clear that so you're this literally is just like not, separating the yes, content, I'm separating it like <laughs> To make yeah. it clear that this is not what is going to be in the carousel. This is extra for you. But my carousel will be... Because you're being nice. Yes, because you're yes. being nice. Like, I'll put videos. I'll put, like, extra content that I am not planning on putting on the carousel. But, like, maybe I'm just trying to impress the brand. Whatever. They appreciate that, of course. Um, but, yeah. Just make sure you're not sending them, like, 20 photos. Because if they were to pick a photo and it was not the one you wanted you're going to be like annoyed and mad that you put so many. So just remember quality or quantity. I literally do that all the time. And I, I went, so I like upload all my stuff to the drive and then I will go through and like delete the ones I don't like. Yeah. And like you said, try to land on like seven to eight and then let I'll usually like let the brand pick or I'll like pick my favorite. I'll be like, Hey, this is my favorite. Like would love to have this mm-hmm. one as the beginning of the carousel. Let me know your thoughts. And then sometimes they'll be like, Oh, well we really love image this and this. And you'll be like, okay with it because you allowed it in the folder, which is why it's important yeah. to not give too much because yes. yes they have definitely picked some non-favorite ones before and I had to like go back and fight them yeah <laughs> and that's the worst feeling oh also when I do submit content in google drives no matter what always always like I number the photos to make it clear like this is my carousel yep. order like I'll just I'll just make yep. like photo one photo two or carousel yep. one two three like order them to make it clear like this is what it is and even so if you were to post I would do that as myself keeping receipts because if I was to post and they didn't specifically say a specific one and then I post and they're like this is my fear and then they're like actually like wait we wanted this photo first I'll be like oh I clearly ordered them like you didn't say anything okay so yeah that's me keeping receipts so I always like yeah that literally the same I think it just obviously again helps with communication helps everyone be on the same page that way there's no confusion because there is truly nothing worse when you post something and the brand is like no we didn't approve that take it down you need to repost like that in my opinion is just truly the worst thing that can happen because then you literally have to repost it your audience has seen it like it's not yeah doesn't feel like that special spark anymore has that happened to you content was already put out there i don't know if that's Um, happened to you yes you guys okay i'll tell you a story okay this happened to me when i was doing this tanning campaign why is this always with tanning campaigns (laughs) Um, screaming (laughs) true 
What yeah. is it? My most recent tanning campaign was a success. It was on TikTok if Love you want to see it. But this past one, this one was like, what a year or two ago but basically like I took photos and I didn't love them like they were not my favorite so I found a older not like a super old photo but I just found another beach photo of myself and I photoshopped the photo or the product into the photo and I even hired a graphic designer that I paid hourly to do it to add some shadows and to make it look good and I was like they're never going to know. There's no way they can tell. And I sent this to like 10 people and I asked them, I said, how does this photo look? Does anything look off? Is it good? Like, what are your thoughts? And literally no one pointed out that they mm-hmm. thought it was photoshopped. So I was like, okay, I'm in the clear. I'm good. Like I even paid someone to help me. Like this is legit. And then they literally, I sent it in and I, I can't remember if I sent it in for approval or if I just posted it. I think I just posted it because I don't think that they said anything. And so Mm -hmm. I posted it and then they emailed me immediately after. Oh, yeah, I did post it because it's fully archived right now. I could go find it. I posted it and they immediately emailed me saying, hi, like we just saw Alyssa's post and our systems or something brought up to our attention that uh, the product was photoshopped in the image. And I was like, oh my gosh first of like, all I tell? I I have no idea how they knew I literally like took that lie with me to the grave and I was like no it's not photoshopped <laughs> like I I was like I don't know why you think that like like Holy you know what I mean like I was <laughs> <laughs> I was committed to my story and so I was like no like it's not and <laughs> I don't I don't remember what ended up happening but they basically were like okay and I was like it's oh, like it's not but like if you want me to take it down I will so I ended up having to take it down and like reposting it and I was just like darn uh, that sucked that <laughs> is so yeah well you live and you learn we take these stories with us and we are extra yeah. freaking careful every single time truly <laughs> Truly. That was so funny. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was so stressed. I'm pretty sure we were driving to LA when that happened. Oh, because I remember, yeah, I do remember this. getting the email like as we were in Camp Pendleton, like traumatized <laughs> Wait, as we I were totally about to go through that too. border cross thing. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, no way. I was like, read this email to me right yeah. now. Like, what does this say? <laughs> so, yeah, that was chaotic for sure. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Next one is just about going above and beyond to stand out. I think brands will really appreciate it. And I feel like it's not even doing too much. You're not doing the most. It's just like maybe before a campaign starts, introduce the product to your audience through a story, like Mm -hmm. a little unboxing, just like kind of add it into the background, just like softly introduce your audience so that way when the campaign comes they've seen it before and it's not like oh this is the first time she's ever talked yeah. about this product like that's weird yeah it doesn't so, seem like a one-off just making it more genuine. right and then also after the campaign you could also just do like an extra story maybe add an extra link or whatever just of you using the product like a couple days later again mm. to just make it genuine and authentic your partnership and not just like that one-off one random post and like your audience is like what is she doing why you know what I mean like I feel like people can tell no 100% and brands genuinely want to work with creators that love the brand obviously because that's what sells especially to your to your audience and if your audience knows you love this product of course it's going to be a successful partnership Mm -hmm. so yeah Definitely I think agree. that's something I feel like I always try to do. I don't always do it because I'll forget, but like Same. I feel like I really, really try to do that, especially if I know it's coming up because also it's like that whole myth about stories. If you let them expire and then your next story that you post like does really well. So sometimes if I have a campaign, I'll try to time that up so that I don't like post anything right before. So that no, and honestly, you know, when that, I post that story, that it goes up. works every single yeah. time for me. It's really annoying and really crazy. I know it's like you have to take 24 hours off your stories just to get like super high views. It's so, so weird. Don't they want to post like why? Post a post like a lot and it can be like. Too- 
Exactly. Um, and then with that too, I think if you're willing and you'd want to do something like this, like repurposing your content onto a smaller platform that you have. So if that's like, say Instagram, your main one, and then maybe repurposing it to TikTok or repurposing it to Pinterest or wherever, just showing the brand a little extra love. Recently, I did a campaign for Instagram reels and I ended up just repurposing it on TikTok Mm -hmm. and I made like a couple different versions I think I made like three total different versions and I ended up posting all three on TikTok and the brand saw one of them and they really liked it so they ended up paying me usage rights on it to boost it oh my god that's when we didn't even have yeah we didn't even have like I wasn't even required to post it or whatever so I had just like done that myself and then they saw that and then paid extra and then we renewed the campaign as well for like another round so i think they genuinely like really liked that like they said that in their email they're like thank you so much for like the extra post on tiktok like we really appreciate it and we loved the video would love to boost it like what are your usage rates like it was that is really good. such a good example so yeah if you have that other platform and you're willing to do that i don't think it hurts at all especially Mm -hmm. i feel like we always need content so yeah Yeah. especially for tiktok i just feel like it's not as serious like you can post however many times you want whatever you want does not matter right and like i personally just like to test different versions of videos on tiktok anyway just to kind of see like Mm -hmm. what does well there because i feel like i'm still exploring that algorithm and trying to figure it out so i like to see like Do we like talking voiceover videos? Do we like more short form? Do we like a full video? Like what's, what catches? So I feel like that's a good way to test and then also give a little extra love to the brand, which they'll appreciate because it's like having extra content is always nice. So definitely optional, but just another way to potentially stand out or get a renewal. And then at the end of the day, it pays itself off because even if you weren't being paid to post a specific content, if they come back and turn around and say, hey, we want to boost it, that's payment you weren't going to have yeah, before definitely. if you didn't. And then if you renew the contract, then that's also, you know, maybe something that might not have been renewed. So I don't know. I feel like obviously we we say like, you know, know your worth and like don't let brands take advantage of you. But there are ways where you can give a little, especially if it's a brand you love, you want to build a relationship with, you want long term, then I feel like there's nothing wrong with that yeah you just have to feel out the situation obviously but it can't ever hurt to go above Mm -hmm. and beyond yeah and then I think to just kind of wrap it up sending insights or points that did well with your collab to again get the brand to work with you again is really helpful Um, yeah this is just like wrapping up the campaign obviously they want to know how it did especially if it did really well in a certain area, highlighting that point. Um, And then definitely be direct in your emails when you're wrapping up a campaign instead of saying something like, oh, I would love to work together again. Like, thank you so much. Loved working together. Like, just instead of making it super vague, replace that with, I loved working together, would love to continue this partnership. Are there any opportunities open for next month? Something just so direct ask a question they're not going to respond to would love to work together again like they're going to say oh thank you so much we loved working together too that is i promise you what they will say if you say that (laughs) you need to ask for opportunities for the next month or for the next season or for the next like ask for something specific yes the next launch whatever because they'll actually answer you and they'll actually look so replace replace your verbiage ladies be direct yeah I think I feel like too when you're just very vague it gives them kind of the out like they Mm -hmm. don't have to keep working with you but then when you're direct it's forcing them in a way to respond either yes we'd love to work with you again or you know say no to you that way at least you have a firm answer and then you can follow up within a month or two you know knowing that but Instead of being vague, because when you're vague, it's like, okay, when do I follow up? Because they're just like, oh, yeah, we'd, we'd love that in the future. But, like, it's, a, it's like, okay, when is that? Like, should yeah. I wait a week and be like, hi, it's me again? Neither of you know. Do you wait a month? Yeah. Like, it's just, 
it puts you in this kind of awkward phase whereas like if you're direct again that communication gives you so many answers and like takes away the anxiety and the Mm -hmm. stress so yeah being direct is never gonna be bad you're just gonna get the answer like an answer that you're looking for which I'd rather have an answer even if it's no than to just kind of sit there and being like should I follow up is it weird has enough time passed yeah I mean definitely so yeah and then just closing out and maintaining the partnership after you know you've closed it out is checking in I think with a lot of brands they work on a monthly or quarterly basis with running campaigns especially in terms of seasonal and event-based campaigns so if they have a launch coming up if they you know new products new anything new and they're doing a launch around they're probably running a campaign Mm -hmm. especially different seasons I don't know I feel like that's when I feel like I see the most like I feel like when you when you're going from like summer to fall like all the brands are running their boot campaigns you know what I mean so it's like true as as you're in the industry longer you'll start to pick up on the patterns and kind of seeing like who runs what kind of campaigns so then you can kind of get an idea and check in around those times asking you know if they have any upcoming campaigns that they think you'd be a good fit for Um, especially if you have any trips coming up too, like anything like that I feel like is a good reason to check in so it's like hey you know if you haven't talked to a brand in a while saying hey I'm I'm going on this trip to Italy um, next month and I'm you know pitching some of my favorite brands that I want to take with me here's a mood board here's you know what Mm -hmm. I'm going to be doing like would love to potentially partner together let me know your thoughts you know looking forward to making something work whatever so that just is another like event in a way to pitch the brand yeah and you just always even if it's a no you always want to stay top of mind checking in will help do that you're like they're Uh gonna almost expect it like this girl clearly loves her brand she checks in with us she's interested in maintaining the relationship it just keeps you top of mind even if it's a no what do they say it's not a no it's a I don't know what they say. I forget. <laughs> it's not a no. It's like a, you know, you guys know what I mean. Maybe I hope. like a maybe later. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. <laughs> um, You're staying I think top of too, mind. another way to stay top of mind is sending thank you emails, whether it's after a successful campaign. This is just kind of another way to keep the conversation going and just say thank you so much for including me on this campaign. I had so much fun. Here are my most recent insights. So happy this campaign was a success. Do you guys have any Mm -hmm. upcoming campaigns for the next month? Like, would love to partner again, like we just kind of talked about. Sending a thank you gives you kind of that conversation starter, but also just being genuine, even if you're not continuing the conversation of just saying thank you, I feel like goes a long way. And at the end of the year as well, just like an end of the year recap thank you. Mm -hmm. Just thanking them for their time because I feel like PR – reps especially work the most insane hours and I feel like we kind of learned this after going to events because like they would work their office you know all day and then if there's event at night then they're working the event yes at night too and it's just like a lot and it's non-stop and we've talked to so many PR girls who have like talked about that how it is exhausting sometimes and how it is a lot just because it's like always go 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 and like like that's the PR life you know mm-hmm. but just like so that's why I feel like sending them a genuine thank you is so nice yeah genuine pe- that goes such a long way truly and also like yeah. thanking your PR reps at the end of the year for everything that's happened that year or whatever just a heartfelt thank you email goes a long way yeah um another thing too that you can do this is totally optional but I feel like it can create a stronger bond is following them on Instagram I feel like when I'm collabing with a brand I try really hard to follow them on Instagram especially if they're following me same just to kind of it's it's, genuine it's like that yeah that genuine factor and then also you can follow the PR rep as well if you want to to kind of build that relationship as well because I don't know I feel like 
it's just these little things in my opinion that go a long way me too and like makes them remember you you know so I feel I like I try my best to do that. that I think it's so fun also because I'm just like nosy and interested in yeah, what I'm these like, girlies what are, are doing too? and you'd kind of be surprised like when I do this and I follow the PR reps I will see all the IG girlies right there with me like they are liking they're yep. commenting supportive queens but it's fun I don't know it's like a work relationship obviously so I think I think this is like a cute touch but obviously optional mm-hmm. yeah totally optional but just another way to stand out if you want and then kind of just the similar thing like end of the year emails or birthday wishes you know Mm -hmm. I feel like because most of our job is virtual it's online we don't have a lot of face-to-face contact you have to try to make it personal where you can so it's like if you know it's their birthday shooting them an email Mm -hmm. that says happy birthday or a dm or a text if you have their number or whatever I feel like I really love to if I have a good relationship with the rep is like send them like a five or ten dollar like apple cash and just be like happy birthday like coffee's on me today like treat yourself or whatever I feel like that's like a pretty simple thing to do you know Mm -hmm. if you have that relationship and just to say thank you because again they're working so hard they have a lot going on and I think at the end of the day people like to be thought about and they like to be appreciated Mm -hmm. so it's like if you do that then that's just like one I feel like all these are ways to stand out but also it's important to be genuine about it yes if that makes sense like make sure you have good intentions your heart is in the right place you're not it's not bribey vibes okay yes bribey vibes yes definitely (laughs) (laughs) um and then lastly I feel like attending events that a brand is hosting is a good way to maintain relationships Mm -hmm. especially if it's a brand that you really love and you want to continue the relationship definitely again not mandatory but it can be super helpful um I feel like we try to you know attend all the events with the brands that we really really love that we've had long-term relationships with like we want to say hi to the contact in person Mm -hmm. like that makes it fully worth it for us yeah like last year was our say yes to every single event era and I think (laughs) we have met all the brand reps so yeah it goes a long way it's kind of annoying but feel it out but also protect your mental health (laughs) and protect your peace but it is always nice meeting them in person because yeah like you said a lot of our job is online so having that face-to-face is great I feel like you can always ask your rep too and be like hey like I got this you know invite for this event like are you gonna be there like what time like if it's a longer event being like Mm -hmm. oh like what times are you gonna be there would love to like you know meet up and say hi that way you can make it worthwhile for you so you know like say the event is two days and it's all day like Mm -hmm. you can figure out when they're actually going to be there so that that's when you go so that you can have that face-to-face contact just say hi and like make that impression I feel like that will help you stand out as well yeah because it's like there's so many girlies now in the industry like there's just a lot going on and it is kind of part of the job to stay relevant, if that makes sense. So it's like you still have to put yourself out there. You still have to put in the work and do the things. But you can just prioritize, you know, what events are going to be more important than others for your business. And mm-hmm. then choose that way. I feel like yeah. it's kind of the new strategy. 100%. So, yeah, that's kind of wrapping up. So we just kind of explained, you know, our pitching, our executing, and our maintaining brand partnerships and just kind of what we do to kind of keep them going keep relationships with the brand reps and just all the little things we're kind of trying to do on the side to put in that little extra effort to go above and beyond and hopefully get you know another campaign out of it doesn't hurt yeah and by the way you guys we have a more in-depth brand relationships workshop on the trip so just throwing that out there Uh, one-on-one nothing's off limits q a vibes yeah i remember the girls on the last trip like saying that that was some of their favorite parts of the Mm trip of the trip and i was like so shocked but we were just kind of like wow like it is really valuable to kind of chat with each other all one-on-one and kind of share this information so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely part of our italy trip coming up but Do you want to share our listener of the week this week? 
Yes, and this actually ties into our trip again. But anyway, yeah. So our <laughs> listener of the week is her Instagram handle is at Ready Set Live, which is Ready so Set L I V. Um, shout out to you, Liv. She actually came to our meetup at New York Fashion Week. I think that was the first time we met her in person. But um, she has just been a supportive queen forever, truly. Um, she's going on a mm-hmm. trip, which we are so excited about. And yeah, she just has really cute street style vibes. Very minimal, very neutral. She is just such a sweetie. I'm always seeing her in people's comments and I just love the girlies like yeah. that. So shout out to you, Liv. See you in Italy. See We're you so in Italy. excited. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it for this week's guys. Thank you so much for listening and making it to the end. Again, reminder, this is the last week to sign up for Italy. Once it is closed, it's closed. We only have a couple spots left. So if you are interested, don't hesitate. And if you want to sign up with a firm, you can, which is just a payment plan that breaks up your payments Mm -hmm. to make it a little bit easier to pay for you in terms of like how many months you want to pay it off, etc. So that is an option. And yeah, I feel like I need to, we need to update the Facebook group a little bit. So join our Facebook group. We'll be going through that this week, adding in some of the new requests and chatting in there. So come chat with us and yeah, hope you guys have a great week this week and we will see you in our next episode. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week. Bye.